Good morning. Um, we um, yesterday we got down to the uh, fourth wide line on Volvum and Base. We left off with um, a, a slight ha'ora, if you want, a slight question according to the pre-shah with regard to the mitzvah of running to shul. Uh, I just want to backtrack just a little bit before we move on just to um, perhaps clarify one or two points, try and deal with this, with this uh, question which we left off with. Um, we said in the Gemara that uh, it actually says that a uh, person who's leaving shul shouldn't take large steps, shouldn't show these egos to get out of shul. And as we explained, that's not even talking about within shul. We're talking about even when you walked out of the shul, take it, take it easy so it shouldn't look like it's, uh, it's a burden. Then the Gemara said that's only when going out of shul. But when going in, there's a mitzvah to run. So we did raise the question, although we didn't particularly deal with it, about, um, well, he just said, if you leave shul. So the Akhrenim asked, well, so why do you say that's only going out? He already said when you go out. So I think I said yesterday, I thought that some say something about that it's only a mitzvah, you can only, only to come into shul, but not to go from shul to a, to a, to a Beit Hamed. That, there isn't an Indian to run. There are, there are such opinions, but not from that deal. It's not from that deal. On the contrary, there are those like the Vilnagon, the Maharshal. They both learn that what the Gemara means to say is the mitzvah, sorry, the, the Indian not to take large steps is only when leaving Shul. But if Lemeah, you're leaving Shul in order Lemeah to go up to the Beit HaMedrash, then there's a mitzvah, the Mirah, there's a mitzvah to run because it says, Neda or, sorry, Venida follows if you're ru- going from the shul to the Beit HaMedrash, then there's a mitzvah to run. That's what it means. Lo amoron, elo lemeifah. That's only if you're leaving shul to go home. Ava lemeal. But to leave shul in order to go lemeal to go up to the Beit HaMedrash, then there's a mitzvah to run. That's how some learn the Devonagon, the Marashor wants to learn this, uh, this little bit of Gomorrah. Um, we then said that there was a slight nachlekes between the Prisha and others as to what exactly is mitzvah to run to shul. If you learn the possible way mitzvah the mirat, there's a mitzvah to run to shul. Does that mean from the minute you leave home? Does that mean as you're approaching the shul? So the Prisha said, he's actually basing it, basing it on a Rabbeinu Yonah in his Sefer Hayira, where it sounds like there, he says there's a mitzvah to run as you approach shul. So the Prisha understands from that that the mitzvah is only because you're showing other people the Chavivah's your, your alacrity for the mitzvah, your chashivas for the mitzvah, there has got to be that it's nikah, it's got to be that it's recognisable that you are running to, um, you're running to shul. But if you're leaving your home, it could be you're going for a job. It doesn't show anything. So, um, so therefore he says that um, there's only a mitzvah to run to shul in the last little, as you're, you know, the last bit as you're approaching shul, we said the prima Godin says, if you're holding talis and tefillin, it's clear you're going to shul at that time then of course, then there would be a, a mitzvah either way. But others argue, they say, no, we've also got to do with what other people think. You know you're going to a mitzvah, you know, you know you're going to shul, you should run, if you can, run the whole way. Fine. So we raise the ha'ara based on that, because the Gemara then continues and says, depending on the Gishnah, you should always run to, uh, to shul or to the mitzvah, even on Shabbos. So we said, according to the pre-show, what would be what do you think? If you're running to shul on Shabbos, you're going to Mincha, but it's not recognised, you're going to early Mincha, let's see. So it's not clear you're going to Mincha. Could be you're going out for lunch still. Could be you're on your way home from lunch. It's not clear that you're going for a mitzvah for, for, to shul. 
Would the priest then Taka say it's also for you to run? You know, if you're running late. Is it also for me to run? Only the last little leg, only the last little bit as I'm leading up to the shul. That, that was the question we sort of left. <coughs> and I'll tell you, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I thought to myself, you know what, maybe there's two reasons for running. There's running because, as we said, showing Hashivas to the mitzvah. So that's cool. You're only showing Hashivas, at least according to the pre-show, if it's the last, it's nikka, it's recognizable, it's clear that I'm running to shul. And I'm But there's another reason to run. And that is because I'm running late. And if I don't run, I'm going to miss the mitzvah. Maybe even the pre-show agrees that, of course, the running, that's not nothing to do with what other people, are t- what other people think. Okay, when you're talking about running because I want to show chashivas for the mitzvah, maybe that's got to do with it. If it's not nikah, if it's not recognizable, then talking is no Indian to run. But if you're running because I'm late for the mitzvah, I'm going to miss the mitzvah, well then of course, maybe even the priest agrees that, of course, that's a, that's a different type of mitzvah of running. Then even he would agree that you could do that on Shabbos. That's what I was thinking. Swaram, maybe yes, maybe no. I looked and I found that Tzlach, the Tzlach makes this distinction, not quite as we made it in the pre-show, but he makes this distinction in the Gemara. Because he asked this. He said, we had two members in the Gemara. He said, we started off, we said that it's only the, the thing not to take large steps to run out is only when you're leaving Shul. When you're going into Shul, if you learn the posture where there's somehow into the Shul, then there's a mitzvah to run. He doesn't say about Fida B'Shabbos. He doesn't say about Fida B'Shabbos. It's only the next member which says, the Oyvam Yoris Odom Nidvah Aloch or Nidvah Mitzvah, the Afida B'Shabbos. He says, why? Why the change? Why is it only the second one that says Afida B'Shabbos? See, he says, similar to what we said, but he takes it further. And he says there's a difference between the two. He says the first one was talking about running to show Hashivas for the Mitzvah. Not because I'm late, I'll get there in time either way. But he says, that is not on Shabbos. On that, he wants to suggest you couldn't do that on Shabbos. If you're not running late, you shouldn't run on Shabbos to get to Shul. The next member says, Le'odom yoris odom lidvah mitzvah. It's not like if you're late, you're going to miss it. That's our feet of Shabbos, and even on Shabbos. Okay, so the Tzlach comes out, he wants to suggest the Tzlach, is the Nedav Yehuda, his Chidusha uh, Manshah, called the Tzlach, he writes, that he wants to suggest based on the Gemara, I don't know whether he's writing it Lahalocha, it's not brought down in Mishnah Bro or anything like that. But there is a, he wants to suggest that on Shabbos you can only run to a mitzvah if you're late. But if you're running because it's Khashivas, he wants to even if you're outside the shul. Like we said in the pre no, you couldn't run. That's what he wants to suggest. You could I think you could bring a little bit of a backup maybe to this idea from the different sukkim the Gemara uses. In the first member it says, Let us pursue to get to know, let us run to get to know Hashem. The second member says, They would go after Hashem, He would roar like a lion. Why does it change? Why does it bring a different pasuk? So the Marashah, the, the, the Vilnagon, the Tzlach, they all say already, you know why it has to bring the other pasuk is? Because where, how do you know that it's a mitzvah even on Shabbos to run? The answer is, Ke'ariyeh Yish'od. Just like on Shabbos, I mean, on Shabbos, if you were faced with a lion, would you be allowed to run away? Or do you say, no, you can't run on Shabbos. Of course you can run. So Ke'ariyeh Yish'od, just like if you've got a roaring lion there, you can run away, so too, Achari Hashem you can, even on Shabbos, obviously, you can go after Hashem. 
But I was thinking, maybe what, based on the Tzlach, you could say a bit more than that. Achare, which is last week's Sajra, Rashi says, Achare means something which is, Achare means Somuf, Achare means something which is Muflum, something which is a little further away. What he's saying, the Nobi's saying here is, Achare Hashem Yelchu. Hashem's getting, you know, he's, he's, you're going to miss it, quick. Achare Hashem's getting further away. You're going to miss the mitzvah, quick, run. That's what the second member is talking about. Whereas the first one is saying, Near the follow of the Hashem. Not because Hashem's running away, but quick, let's, let's go quickly to get to know to Hashem. To get to know Hashem, to go and daven, to go and learn. That's Dafka, maybe Dafka going to Shul, maybe going to Abayt HaMezus. Not because I'm going to miss it. It's to show Hashemus for the mitzvah. And then it could be this is what's going on in the Gemara. We're talking about two different sorts of running. We're talking about running to show Hashemus for the mitzvah, or running to show because I'm late for the mitzvah. As I said, the slash, I don't know whether, it, whether he meant it la or whether he didn't mean it la halacha. The Emma, I'll tell you something. I, I, I wanted to say you could say, you could flip it the other way around. Only, I'll just add this one point, and then we're, 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 I've got quite so many ideas swarming around my head. I don't know which one is the most correct. But um, perhaps you could have switched it the other way around, and I'll show you how. Because it says, in the first member, it says mitzvah the mirah. It's a mitzvah to run. The second one doesn't say it's a mitzvah. It doesn't say mitzvah to run. Why doesn't it say it's a mitzvah? So it could be because, because of what we said. When it's talking about running to show chashivas for the mitzvah, the very running is a mitzvah in itself. It's not because I have some mitzvah. It's not because I'm going to do a mitzvah. The running itself, in and of itself, is a mitzvah. Mitzvah the mirah. And that's neither of, sorry, neither follow das not because I'm running to do a mitzvah. It's the very running itself is a mitzvah. That's the Chiddush there. He's not coming to tell you about Shabbat. That and Ocham be possible you can do that on Shabbat. It's a mitzvah. The very one, the second member is not talking about a mitzvah in running. If you're running late, so therefore I'm running to start, I don't know, a different, I'm running to a bridge on Shabbat. This is not Lodas Hashem. This is, I'm running to a Dvar mitzvah, but I'll miss it otherwise. Is the running a mitzvah, or is the running a heksha mitzvah? What would you say? Is the running, it's in and of itself, wow, running is, is a mitzvah, and you bedafka should run, is that what he's saying? He doesn't say that, he doesn't say mitzvah to mirah. Or is it because if you don't run, you're going to miss the mitzvah. So therefore the running becomes what we call a heksha mitzvah. You're running to do a mitzvah, but not the running itself, in and of itself, is a separate mitzvah. What would you say? You'd say, Sorry? You want to say, only if you're not late. I would have said, if, the duck, if you're not late, then you don't have to run. And that's it's going to shul. That's the chiddush, the first member. If it's a heshem, it's because if you don't do it, you're going to miss the mitzvah. That's the chiddush. V'afidu b'shabbos, even on shabbos you can do that. Even if the running itself is not an in and of itself as a mitzvah, doesn't matter. You can still run on shabbos. Because I'll tell you why I'm a little more inclined to say this. Look at the run. The run doesn't help the shabbos. He writes pretty much the same. He says, It doesn't say if you're late, you're not late, etc. It doesn't sound like he's making a chilek and saying you wouldn't be able to run on Shabbos if, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're not late. But as I said, I'm not... La'alokha, I'll tell you something. La'alokha, there's a thing called Biro Ha'alokha where he, he goes through and he says, Lamaisa, the preacher, going back to his preacher, he says, it doesn't seem it's taken, taken on by most. 
the majority opinion seems to be that running to shul has got nothing to do with what other people think. Everything we just said is to try and be miyashi the shit of the preacher, even according to us, if you're running because you're late. Or, as I said, if uh, just uh, within the Gemara, what's going on, as I said, there's, there's quite a few other ideas that it's already confusing enough. I just want to make this, this one point clear. If a person was late, so far we haven't seen anyone who would say that it's a problem to run on Shabbos because you're, you're late for shul. That, we haven't seen anyone who says that. We say, a chiddush of the slab, maybe you can't run if you're, uh, if you're, um, if you're not late. It could be according to the pre you wouldn't be able to run from home unless it's clear that you're going to school only in the last second of the way. Maybe yes, maybe no. As if from the post-game, it doesn't seem that such a finish we take on. But the, fi- the final point is, the pre I don't think is so taken on. That's the, uh, the, 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 the last point we'll make on that. Just one correction before we move on now. Correct. No, you get rewards for it. We already said that in the Gemara. Igor of the Fir Korea, so you get rewards for it. Yeah, but again, it doesn't prove that it's a mitzvah in and of itself. They think he didn't do that. Well, no, it, 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 it could be, because if, even if, if, you built, if you go with the intent to go and learn, and you didn't learn, maybe, it could still be, it could still be that uh, it's an action to that. But any, even, even so, it would fit. That, that, it, it's not a problem. You're, it, according to what we're saying now, yes, and Enochanami. Because it says, near the follow of the that's going into the, the first member of the Gemara, Enochanami. It would fit to say that this uh, Chahalicha, you know, is good itself as a mitzvah. But just one important correction, I mean, it's, it's just a, a, a minor point, but um, is yesterday I misunderstood the halacha in the Mishnah Brewer. I said, if you're running on a road where there's Avedo then you shouldn't run, because of what it looks like. What the Mishnah Brewer says, he's quoting halacha, is not to run on a road where there's Asa. Where there's Over So I thought, I just assumed he was talking about Avedo because why would it be a problem to run on a road where there's, where there's Goyim around? But I realized when I got home yesterday that uh, it does mean that. It's, uh, the Mishra Burra means to say you shouldn't run on a road. If you're running to shul, don't do it where there's, where there's going around. But it doesn't really apply now, as the post can say, because the reason what, the, the, where it comes from, that's why I never in my wildest dreams thought this is what he meant, is because apparently the Goyim thinks you're nuts. They think you're mad, and it creates a chil Hashem or something like that, which the post can say nowadays doesn't apply because you've got all these people out there jogging early, first thing in the morning. It's not, it doesn't show anything. They say still, don't sort of run like an absolute madman that uh, you, you look like a, a crazy man. Don't create a chilal Hashem. But uh, just to create, it's not talking about Abed Azor. Just uh, a correction there. With that, let's continue on now. Omar um, Aponah, four lines down. Vodom, they four lines down in the wide, very wide line. Omar Aponah. Kolam ispanel achore beitakneses. Anyone who davens behind the shul, nikra rosha is called a rosha. Not a difference of opinion. Some say that means only when the, the, the tzibur, the congregation, are davening Shemena Esre, and you're davening outside the shul. We'll see in a second what it means behind the shul. But you're davening behind the shul. In fact, you know what? We'll see it now. Look, take, let's take a look at Rashi. On the left-hand side, top line, Acheri Beis HaKnesses. says, Rashi, Kol Pitzchei Beis HaKnesses, Hoyu All the doors of the shul in those days were in the east. Now, in other words, like we've got it, but they were facing west, 
and the doors went the east. We'll switch around for our case in a second. This is the way it's taught in the Tesefta Megillah. In the end, Mikdosh or Mishkan, it would be a bit like the base Mikdosh, a bit like the Mishkan, Panem Lamarov. Everyone, when they were davening, was, were facing west. Vacharem the Mizrach, and their back was towards the east. Some new davens behind the shul, the Eino Matsi upon the Levi Sakhnes, as we're going to see soon, he doesn't turn his face to the shul. It looks like he's denying the one whom people are dumbing to. He says, I don't believe in Hashem. He's dumbing to somebody else. We're going to see in a second that Bayer says we're talking about when you don't turn space to shul. So let's translate that into our case here. You've got, for us, because we're facing east, so in the west, you've got the doors coming into the shul. Everyone's facing east. Says Rashi, what would it mean that you're davening behind the shul? It means you daven outside the front, so you daven outside the eastern wall, facing to the east like everyone else. Sorry, no, no, no. <coughs> say that back, say that back. That's going to, to another opinion. Rashi says, Achorei means you daven outside the western wall, outside of the, where people come in. It's not so clear from within Rashi, but Tosa speaks out. You're davening Achorei, the back of the shul. What's the Achorei? Rashi said where the doors are. So you're dining outside the entrance to the shul, facing the other way. You're facing towards the west. Everyone's dining to the east. You're facing west, outside the shul, where so the Rabbeinu Yonah speaks out. There's three major, major problems with what you're doing. Problem number one is you didn't come into shul. That in itself looks a little odd. You're dining right outside the shul. You didn't come in. Number two is, everyone's davening one direction, you're davening the opposite direction. They're facing east, you're facing west. That also looks a little odd. And number three is, you've got your back towards the shul. The shul is obviously facing towards the east, and you're facing west. So your back naturally is going to be to the shul. You're standing outside the entrance. So he says that all those three things together makes the person into a rosha. He says, if you didn't have all those three things there, it wouldn't be a good thing to do. But you wouldn't be a rosh for it. We're going to come to such shots in a minute. I'll give you a very simple reason why he's facing the other way. He's doing North Hendon uh, security duty, and uh, so therefore he's supposed to be facing, looking at what's going on. He's, whether he's supposed to be davening, he's davening. It doesn't matter why he's doing it, he's doing that. He's facing the wrong way. That, that's exactly what makes it even worse. This is the way, this is the way Rashi learns. Yeah? I understand what you're saying, but it's because you've got all these two things together. He said, oh, well, you wouldn't be a Rasha. Why are you doing it? I don't know. You can, you can make, make your own scenario. That's, that's my idea, though. But... So, uh, but the, the, the basic idea is, 
that uh, he's doing three things wrong again. He's outside the shul, he's facing the wrong direction, and he's got his back. It's a process with, uh, it says, Vacherem and Heichal Hashem. It's a bizarre, I mean, they were doing more than that, but, uh, but uh, they were, he's facing the wrong direction. Those three things, Demon Rashi. That's what Rashi says, as we've got it. Tosus asks on Rashi, because he understands Rashi talking about something else. Not as we got it. Tosus explains the way we just explained. The Tamidir Avediyana also quotes Rashi as saying something else. But the way Rashi, we've got Rashi, is the way... In fact, no, the Tamidir Avediyana does quote Rashi as we've got it. Sorry, he quotes Rashi as we've got it. Quotes Rashi as we've got it. Quotes Tosus definitely. So you've got all these different uh, mix-ups as to what Rashi says, what Tosus says. But what Rashi just said is what Tosus says. And that is the, strictly speaking, the is the main halacha, because the majority seems to go with that. The problem is only, to be called the rosha at least, is only if he's davening outside the shul, in the wrong direction, and with his back to the shul. Those three things. There is one dissenting opinion, that's the re, quoted by the Rabbeinu Yonah, not quoted by Tosus, quoted by the Rabbeinu Yonah. Interestingly, Mr. Burrow quotes the re, for shame Tosus. It's not in our Tosus. So I don't know why he quotes it from there. But the, the Tosus is actually printed on the page before, by the way. It belongs to him. But, uh, and he says, like we started off, again, we're facing east. The entrance to the shore is in the west. We're facing east. And this guy decides to daven outside the fire exit here. Okay, now he's facing the right direction. So what's he doing wrong? He's davening next to the eastern wall, facing towards the east. So what's he doing wrong? Says so there are two things. What are they? He's outside the shul, and, and he's got his back to the shul. He's outside the shul, and he's got his back to the shul. Now watch this. He says, so therefore, he says, but if he were to turn round and face west, he'd be down in the wrong direction. He says, says the read, he brings a raya from the fourth parrot, that it's, that's not a problem. He says, that's not a problem. Because we're all doubling towards the same wall. That's our heichel, if you want. Our or in our that's our hateful. We're all facing the, like, it, it brings it out from the Gemara on Daflamas, I think it is, where it talks about if you're dominating behind the, the base camp area, somebody who's dominating behind the Kedesh Kedoshim would face the opposite direction to everyone else. So he says it doesn't matter, as long as everyone's dominating towards the hateful. But what you can see is obviously you've got a bit of a problem here. No matter what you do, you're not going to be able to fulfill both opinions. Because according to Rashi and Tosus, you would dump them to have to make sure you're not dominating in the wrong direction. You have to face the same direction as everyone else. According to the read, no. If you face the wrong direction, as long as you're facing the same wall as everyone's dominating to, that's fine. Or at least you won't be called the Rosha for that. So as it points out, Rosha, it's very difficult to fulfill all opinions. So if you want to dominate outside the shul, we'll see enough in soon. But if you want to dominate outside the shul, the best thing to do is what? Dominate outside the western wall, and face the right way. Because then, the only thing you're doing wrong, according to everyone, there's only one thing you're doing wrong. And that is you're outside the shul. I'm facing the right way. According to Rashi, I'm facing the right way. According to Tosis, I'm facing the same wall as everyone else is doubling to. I don't have my back to the shul. Bain if you Rashi, bain if Tosis, it's fine. Look, you're outside the shul. You can't get into the shul. Look, so Dhamma outside. But Dhamma therefore outside the western wall, facing the right way. So that is the only way, really, to fulfil both opinions. Okay? Is that clear? It's, I mean, it's on the sheet, so you can read it for yourself, just to summarise. But that's, that's the, the uh, you've got these two opinions, the strict halakha would seem to be with Rashi, 
strict halacha would seem to be with Rashi. It's more important to be done in the same direction as everyone else. But the the mechaber, the shulchan aruch writes, you should try and fulfil both opinions. Because uh, as we said, it's impossible to do it. Um, you know, they are they are conflicting opinions. But that's the the um, that's the the debate. The, the where, where would this apply? As you said, why is the guy dominating outside the shul? It could be his own security duty. We said. But another reason could be because he can't get into the shul. Is that a problem or not? Now, if he can't get into the shul, presumably, I mean, either he doesn't know the code, and everyone's already davening, so he can't, he's banging on the door, he can't get in. It could be the door, the shul's locked. Is that a problem? Because what I'm trying to get to is, are we talking about when everyone else is davening? Or are we talking about, some? you're davening outside the shul, you're davening in the wrong direction, back to the shul, whatever it is. What are we talking about here? How did you understand? So, the Mishnah Baruch, he brings from Yad Eliyo, he says, logically, the Yad Eliyo, I think, says, logically, it's only a problem when they're dominating Shemana Esra and you're dominating Shemana Esra. They're dominating one direction, you're dominating the opposite, you're back to the shul, outside the shul, that's when there's a problem. However, there is a, um, a Maima Mordechai, who says, no, he says, that's not what the Gemara says. It says, Kolam Mispalel, Achorei Beis HaKnesset. You're davening outside behind the shul. Doesn't say Hamitzibadam. You'll see later there's such a Gemara. He says, therefore, he wants to say, the Maimon Mordechai says that there is a problem. The Mishnah is not not Machriah, which one which one to go with. Even if you're still davening outside the shul, the Tibra are not davening there. There's still a problem to be davening Achorei whatever this means. Not, not necessarily, because if you were dominating inside the shul in the wrong direction, it, couldn't, it could be you wouldn't be called a rosha. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, because as I said, they say you need all the factors there. And it could be it's only because there's a shul there and your badaka is standing outside. It's not just because you're facing the wrong direction. If, if, if you're, if you're stunned down in the wrong direction. Well, no, it's to move away. The point is to move away because it's, it's a zilzal. I'll show you in a second. It's because the main problem is that it's a zilzal. It's, it's cheapening. It's, it's a bizarre to the base Pachinesis. What do I mean by that? It's, so let me ask you a question. So would it be a problem for me to dive in this uh, back room here? Right, behind the shul, behind the Oranakirish, whatever it is, would there be a problem to make a little minion in there to get ten people in there? Would, be a, would there be a problem? Would there be a problem for us to dive outside in the foyer here? I'm saying, I know it's not in the wrong direction, but... What would you, let's, let's do that here, okay? So I'd, I'd be dominating in the... Anyone listening? We're talking about the, the, the room behind the eastern wall. So therefore, let's say everyone... So we have our back to the shul, and we would be outside of the actual base type connector. So according to, this, according to the, the re, that's Mamash, that's a problem. Would that be a problem? This is what they asked the Rambam. And the Rambam says, he says, he writes something to the effect of, he says, anyone who's got, he doesn't quite write these words, but a brain in his head, knows that's not a problem. He says, no one would tell you that's a problem. 
He says, because the whole reason here is because you're, 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 it's a design to the, to the shul. He says, that's only if you've got a shul in a large expanse of, of land, in a large ground, and you're dominating the dafka outside somewhere else. Outside in the courtyard. He says, if you're dominating in a room adjoining it, it doesn't look like you're, it's a bizarre. We need to make another minion. So we've got a room there. It's set aside. It's part of the shul. He says, so if, you're, if you're, you've got a, sh- uh, um, a house adjoining the shul. <coughs> so you can say, well, you know, it's, it's a common wall if I was facing... He says, of course, that's not a problem. It's, and this is brought out also. However, when you're building a shul, he says, that the architects think about this one, because there are those who are a little on the fuck face, they're a little unsure of this rumbum, they say, always build it, like we said, if you're going to build an extra room for people to dove in, to make another minion, like I suppose where you've got the base on edges here, it should ideally be in the, in where we're facing, it should be in the west. So that, everyone will all be facing the same direction. We'll all be facing the same direction. We won't have our backs to the shul. Even though it's a separate room, he says still better if when you're building it, try and build it in such a way that you'd be um, that it would be uh, it would be fine. One last halacha before we now then go through the Gemara inside, just do all the halacha together is so what happens if we've spoken about east, west, what happens if I'm standing on the north or south? What what would you say then? So obviously, obviously, by the way, we are talking about you can't get into the shul. Or for some reason you have to be outside the shul. Mr. Brewer makes this point. You should not, like, you should always be in the shul. Always you should be in the shul. It's not like you can't get into the shul, or you're doing security duty, whatever it is, whatever the reason may be while you're standing outside. So I'm in the south or the north. What would you say now? So, well, it's obvious. I mean, if you, obviously, if you can dump towards the east, well, then what's the shy? Just because you're standing on the north or south side of the shul, face the same direction as everyone else. I mean, that's possible. He's saying, let's say for some reason you can't. By the way, maybe this would answer your question before, why is he facing the wrong direction? Is because, he says, for example, let's say there's uh, something in front, there's an uh, unclad woman or something, you can't, face, you can't face in that direction. So you have to turn, your, turn yourself to a different direction. So he says, then, obviously what should you do? Face towards the shul. Okay, face towards, if you're in the north, face south. If you're in the south, face north. Because just don't have your back to the shul, and then the khure on the, it's, uh, it, it's fine. Okay, so, a little confusing, but just to sum up, if you're in, the best thing is always, best thing is, obviously always face, in, in, of course, inside the shul is obviously the, the, the most important thing. If you've got to be outside the shul, well then always try and make sure you're facing the same direction as everyone else, towards the east. Therefore, stand outside, the west in the foyer here, outside as you come into the shul and face the same direction, that's the best. If you're in the north or the south, face east. That's always the best. Um, the next best would be to, if you've got a choice, go to the north or the south. Because then you can at least face the shul and still have no problem. You'd be facing the shul. To daven in the east side of the shul, outside the back of the shul where everyone's davening, that you're going to have a problem because whatever you do, you're going to run into problems. If you have to, for whatever reason, I can't think of why, but you'd have to, then I think the strict local would seem to be like Rashi and therefore you'd have to you'd daven in the same direction as everyone else. But it's really not advisable at all. Don't want to be, I mean, you're going to see what happens to such a person. It's not just Nick Rosh, you're going to see a very, very uh, interesting story in a second for what happens to such a person. So with that, let's now proceed into the Gomorrah. We've had quite a large introduction now. Anyone who dominates behind the shoe, whatever that means, as we said. Nick Rosh, he's deemed a Rosh. Shenem, as it says, Sobib Rosh, he's Rishoyim go round about. Now that they go, they, 
the other side of the shul, behind the shul. Omar Abaye, says Abaye, Le Amoron Elod Zele Mahade Ape Le That's only if you don't turn your face towards the shul. Lefi Rashi, that means you're doubling in the wrong direction. Everyone's doubling east, you're doubling west. If you're doubling east, okay, you're not a Russia. It's not a good thing to do, but you're not a Russia. Lefi, the re, it means because you've got your back to the shul. Turn your face to the shul, even though you're doubling in the other direction, and you're not called a Russia. As we said, completely, completely the opposite of Rashi. Rashi's more concerned about you should be doubling in the same direction as everyone else. So turn to to face the same direction. The feed the read, the problem is you've got your back to the shul. Okay, two different opinions how to learn this Gemara. But if you turn, but if you turn your face towards the shul, less long, but it's not such a major problem. So look at this story now. There was this man, the Kamatsya He was doubling behind the shul, he didn't turn his face towards the shul. The gift that we've got is that Yahu passed by, and he saw him. And the way they explain this is, it, they say he appeared to Eliyahu like a like an arrow. Okay, the way Rashi, the Rosh, and the, the gears that most have is, it, it, it's a very big chiddush what we're about to say that Eliyahu, Eliyahu sees him as an arrow and therefore kills him. Rather, the, the gears that which Rashi and others have is that an arrow passed by, not Eliyahu, an arrow passed by, saw this guy davening with a Jew, he saw this Jew davening, he says, what's going on here? Omani, he says to this Jew davening there, Kadu Ba Now, Du means two. Bar means Rashus, Rashuyes. You're davening to two gods. Kiyamta, you're upholding two gods. Kabe Marach in front of your master. Every, let's, see, let's go with a simple chart. Everyone's davening in one direction. You're davening in the wrong direction. You've got your back to it. You're davening outside the shul. How could you do such a thing? Now, if you say that Rashi, and even an Arab appreciate such a thing. And if it was that, yo, and yo, saying to this person, what are you doing? I, then why he has to come as an Arab, I don't know. But, he says, what's going on here? Shot up, Zabzero, he drew a sword, the cotton, and he killed him. So you see, it's definitely not a very good thing to do to uh, Darwin Akhari Beitakinastas. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> They, they, they say, because if you read the, the Eliyahu, um, sorry, Eliyahu, he looked to Eliyahu like an Arab. And therefore Eliyahu killed him because he thought he was an Arab. You could, but I think, I don't know if it's a Marashah or somebody, I can't remember who it is, but I have looked this up in the past, and he says, that, because you could read it in either way. But since it, it, it says, Khalaf Eliyahu Khazi, Eliyahu saw him, Therefore, Idami Lei sounds like this person again. The person he's seeing appeared like an Arab. But as you can see, it, it's very difficult to get. Yeah, you could otherwise you could have Eliyahu appear to him like an Arab. Yeah, and a Khanami. But I think I did see somebody. It was either in the Inyatov or Tamar Shah himself who says that it means that um, he appeared to Eliyahu like an Arab. I mean, definitely the easier shot to understand would definitely be to take like the Gesa Rashi and most the, the Rishonim have the Gesa that he appeared. Sorry, that an Arab passed by. It wasn't Eliyahu. And the Arab says, what's going on? And therefore the Arab, being a big Kanoi, decided to uh, take the law into his own hands and kill this Jew. He doesn't. If you look at Rashi, Rashi is scared. An Arab passed by. It doesn't say Eliyahu. 
He doesn't have any oil at all there. That's much easier to understand. Okay. So, Continuing in the Gemara. There was this Rabbonon who said to Rabbeivoy Barabayev, Omidon, some say Rabbeivoy Rabbeivoy said to Rabbeivoy Barabayev, My, what's the shot? Kurum Zudus Lipnei Odom. It's the continuation of that Tosuk. We just said about Sovib Roshoi Mishalosu. And within that Tosuk, it also says Kurum Zudus Lipnei Odom. I'll leave it untranslated because the Gemara is going to give a couple of shots in it. Omalais, he said to him, Eidus Avonim Sha'omazim Baruma Shalaylam, we are this the possible about things which stand in the heights of the world, and people cheapen them. That's the way he tells you. He says, Kurum, we're talking about something which is room, it stands in the heights of the world, Rashi says we're talking about Tfilah, and Zulus live in people cheapen them, people fail to recognize the value of Tfilah, the value of Dominic Tasha. Master Rosh Shiva just reminded me, he used to say, he says that the um, Yaakov Avinu said, he got Shechem Achaz, he says, I'll, I'll give to you Shechem Achaz Alachecha, that I shall have cast him out of Amiri, you'll put it, etc. Becharbi of Akashti. And that's from Becharbi of Akashti, the, the, the target of the Tzolotim of Oisit. He says, the Keshef, the bow, is Tefillah. He says, the mouth is like a bow, and he says, the words you dove with are like arrows. Okay? So he says, so when you dove you're like putting back on the thing, you let go of these arrows, they go all the way up into the heights of the world. So the answer of Shashiva Kedarka says, and he says that what happens if the bow snaps? You pull back, and you're about to let go, and the string snaps. Where does the arrow go? Nowhere. And it just goes sort of twang, lang, sounds on the ground. You can have the most powerful arrows in the world. Says the master of Shashiva, I'm adding slightly, but he says, you could have the most powerful arrows in the world. You could have Kavonu to Ariza. You could have a three-hour Shemad after Put all the Kavonis you could think of into it. He says, if the bow is damaged, he says, if your mouth is damaged, if you speak loss and horror, you speak words which you shouldn't, therefore you break the bow, it's going nowhere. Kedarko, that's obviously, because we know, very big into Seba Chavit Chaim, he says, you have to look after the bow. I mean, interesting is the, the mouth, when people smile, is actually the shape of a bow, more or less. But, uh, the idea is, Tfilah is something which goes up into the heights of the world. Mamash ad keneget tisar kovit. And people, he says, Kurum says, uh, he said to him, that Zulus Limeyot, and people don't appreciate the value of its pillar. Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Loza, the Omri Tavayu, Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Loza, they both say, Kimenshin is story of Odom Labriyas. Once a person is, uh, he's dependent on other people, in other words, he's needy, he needs stocker, Honob Mishtan is Kikrum. His face changes color like a Kurum. Shenem, as it says, the same person, Kurum, that's the, we're going to see in a second, it's a bird which changes colour. Zulus Libneodos. When a person is dull, he's, he's poor, he, and he's dependent Libneodos on other people, Kurum, his face changes colour, in other words, with embarrassment, like, a, like this, uh, we're going to see it's a bird. The Gemara asks, my Kurum, what is this Kurum? He also, when Abdimi came along, Omar, he said, There's a certain bird across the seas, Ukurum Shema, and its name is Kurum. The Kimin Shechamo Zerachas, when the sun shines, Mishapich Lechamo Gavnin changes into many colors. So the Kitzah, when a person is needy, it's very embarrassing, he goes from red to white, etc., etc., it's a very, very embarrassing uh, thing to have to go around uh, collecting. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Domri Travayu, 
they both said along the same idea, along the same line, Ki'ilu nidon b'shnei dinim. A person, when he has to go collecting, it's as if he's judged with two dinim. Eish umayim. Fire and water. Shinema, as it says, Hirkato enosh l'roshenu, you have literally made somebody ride, a man ride l'roshenu above our head. But the way we're dashing, says Rashi, l'roshenu can also mean, um, we, we translate the word, Kenosha, the Targum of Kenosha, somebody who's pressing you for money, a creditor, is Karashios. The word Roshenu, the Aramaic for Rashio, is somebody who's pressing you for money. So, when there's somebody pressing us for money, Bonu We've come into fire and water. Fire is red, water is pretty white. That's the person whose face goes red, and then he, the, he does that, the, the rush of blood, and then he goes white. Like a dead man. So that's the person who is, if you have to be especially careful, that's why there's halakhs about, if you've lent somebody money not to embarrass them, not to sort of part, even pass by their house, because they think, if they, you know they can't yet pay you, because of, of, because of this, of this uh, halakh. One has to be so careful not to embarrass somebody who is uh, dependent on others. We had the member of Rabbi Chelba Omar Afuna above, now we're going to see another one. A person should always be careful with Tfilat HaMincha. Shari Eliyahu Lonane Elo B'Tfilat HaMincha. Eliyahu is only answered through Tfilat HaMincha. Shenem, as it says, Vayiba Alot HaMincha. This is with his showdown with the, um, with the Ovedi Abal on Har Carmel. Who was the true God? And it says that when it came, when it t- came time for Baalot HaMincha, where the Mincha offering goes up normally, Vayigash Eliyoha Novi, Eliyoha Novi Trune, Vayim, and he said, Begoyim, etc. He calls that, Aneni Hashem Aneni. Answer me Hashem, answer me. Aneni, what's the double expression? Aneni Shetirit Eishmin Hashomayim. Answer me that a fire should descend from heaven, which goes against the laws of nature. Normally fire goes up, make a fire come down. The Aneni Shere Yomerumai Sekshofim Him. And number two is, answer me, that they shouldn't say, ah, that doesn't prove anything. Because we know you did it through sorcery, through witchcraft. That's how you brought this fire. That's Anini Hashem Anin. And Kachavah, the fire came down, took his korban. So you see the, the power of Tfilat HaMincha. Now, before we go on, why does Afkim Mincha? I mean, the Gemara is going to say even Shachar, even Marib, but why does it pick on Mincha? So the first and foremost is, the Torah says, in his introduction to Tfilat HaMincha, it's a very, very just practical chapter. Uh, because anyone who works knows, even if you don't work, you know the hardest filler to make time for is Mincha. Shachris, you'll find the early minion, and even if you can't find the minion, you're done before you leave to work. Marib, so when you get home, so you get home late, lose it. Take 10 minutes to have Marib. It's not, that's not so hard. But Mincha, in the middle of a day, you've got meetings, you've got a busy day, especially in Halavai, you need to be able to find the minion as well. On top of it, it's, it's very, very difficult. <coughs> that being said, that's why a person has to be especially careful. But, on the flip side, the Vilna Gaon in Evan Shlema says this idea as well. Because the Yitzhahara is so big when it comes to Tfilat HaMincha, the reward of it, the power of Mincha, as we see with Eliyahu, is so great. That's what he spells out. It's such a powerful Tfilat because it's so hard to die. But we could take it a little, just one stage, stage further than that. If we understand what, what was the confrontation, what was this debate between Eliyahu and the Ovedi Abal? The Rashba says, again in Chedusha HaGodes, he says, most people think they stand, they served Avedazara, they were atheists, they didn't believe in Hashem. 
They believed there was a God who created the world. Yeah, sure. Well, they believed this, but now, Hashem created the world, now, He's dealing up there, in the spiritual realm, this earthly world's got nothing to do with Hashem. And that's what Eliyahu was trying to show them. That Hashem's got everything to do with this world. That was the debate there. That is Tfilas Mencha. Mincha represents the middle of the day. The middle of a person's life. But that is the middle of the day. The beginning of the day you can attend the shit. The end of the day you can go down. The middle of the day is when your mum is your... That's when you're working. That's the, you know, five... Sorry, nine to five. You're in the middle of... That's the, that's the busiest part of the day when your mum is so involved in this world. And that is the time, says Eliyahu. That's the time to bring Hashem into your life. If you bring Hashem into your life, as we said, Yiftas Hashem, Hashem, we said earlier, that's when you're going to get success. Not to believe that, but yeah, when it comes to Shabbos, that's my time for learning, that's my time for governing. They're two separate worlds, the Shabbos and the, the six days a week. Six days of the week. So the Leon, no. Even when you've got to work, Hashem's got everything to do with that as well. Bring Hashem to that world. Darwin said that your business should be successful, and that, that's the, the lesson that Leon was teaching, the Obdi teaching us. If a person can do that, then the, the, as we see here, the power of such a fiddle is extremely, extremely great. That was the first, the first uh, um, idea. Rabbi Yechanan, Allah comes along Rabbi Yechanan, and he adds, Alfred Tzilas Abed, even Marib as well. Shenema says, Tika and Tifilati, you should be, uh, prepare my, you should set my fiddle, Kateriyas Lepon Echo, as Kateriyas, the incense before you, Mas as Kapai, Minchas Oreh. Basically, the offering of my, of my palms, in other words, the, the offering I'm bringing to you, Hashem, the, the presence of my palms, Minchas Oreh, as a Mincha of the evening spirit. So again, you see from here, it's a, again, it's, it's a especially a potent spirit. And comes along Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Kama, he says, Af Tzfilah Shachris. You know, you may say, well, Shachris is not as powerful, you know, it's the beginning of the day, you've already had a good sleep the night before, hopefully. He says, no. Even Tzfilah Shachris is especially powerful. Shanaman says, Hashem, Boiker, Tishma, Kredi, in the morning, Hashem, you'll listen to my voice. Boiker, in the morning, Erach, the fly, will set out my filler before you, but up and I will await, with eagerness, I'll await your response. So, because we've ended up, basically, in short, all tefillahs are very powerful. Don't cheapen any of them. Another memory he says. Anyone who goes to a chasana and he benefits, he eats from the su'udah of the chasan. The enum is samchai and he doesn't gladden the, the chasan. Which, uh, as I said to you yesterday, you can look up for yourself. I don't know exactly what his, his, his theory is. But the Ben Yod has got a very interesting theory where he says it doesn't mean dancing. As we said yesterday, to praise the colour and the eyes of the Chosan, I think I said it the other way around, but, but, um, we said yesterday, the Ikka Simcha is, is, we said yesterday, is the word, the Milik. It's not the dancing. But a person who goes along to a Chosan and he doesn't do that, he transgresses the five Kodas. Shinema, as it says, that's one, the Kol Simcha, that's two, that expressions of Simcha, of rejoicing. Kol Chosan Kol Kalo, that's another two. Kol Chosan Kol Kalo, the voice of the Chosan and Kalo. And Kol, the fifth one, the voice of Homim, they're saying, Hodu et Hashem Tzavokos, give thanks, give praise to Hashem. So if somebody doesn't do that when he goes to Chosan and Kalo, he's over, he transgresses these five codes. The Im Misamcha, and if a person does, um, 
Benadan, he causes, makes the Chosen happy. Over then, what's, uh, what happens then? Ma Sechara, what is his reward? Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, he will marry the Torah, Shenitzanah Bachamisha Kodesh, which was given with five Kodesh. Shenem, as it says, Vayibayim Ashlishin, it was on the third day, the Yotabeka, when it came morning, Vayihi Kodesh, there were Kodesh, that's two, literally thunder, but there were Kodesh, Vubarakim and lightning, Vayanam Kovid Alahar, and there was a thick, heavy cloud on the mountain, the Kol Shofar, that's number three, the sound of a Shofar, the game, etc. And then it says, Vayi Kol Shofar, I think Hodek was Hodek, it was getting louder, but the voice, the sound of the Shofar, that's number four. And then finally, Vohadekim, Ya'anenu Vokol. And Hashem would respond to him with a Kol. So you see, that's number five. So somebody who does, he's Mishamea Chosam Vekalo, he gets these, he's Zoychet to the Torah, which was given by Hamish Kodi. The connection is, obviously, partial connection is, Matan Torah was our marriage to Hashem. So you strengthen the marriage of somebody else and you'll, you get that special connection to Hashem, your marriage with Hashem, the Torah itself is our Moros, is our, is our uh, called our Arusa, you'll get the Torah with that. After the Gemara, any? Is that really so? There's only, there's only five Torahs by Matan Torah. But obviously, but surely there's another, uh, at least one, two, because it says, V'chala on, Reim et HaKodes. And all the people would see the Torah. Sounds like we've got another one or two. So the Gemara answers, Oison Kodos, those Kodos are the Kodos of Matan Torah Habu. It's not different Kodos. It's saying that the people saw the Kodos we've spoken about before. It's the same Kodos we've already spoken about. They actually saw the thunder. So, for kids, uh, it's a, so far we've seen it's a big mitzvah to be Mishamea Chosen Mekad. Sorry, the Chosen, yeah. They do talk about that. I've seen that talking about, for here it says Chosen, correct. And Rosh did that earlier as well, Mishamea Chosen. Is there also a mitzvah, because normally we say to be Mishamea, the colour to dance in front of the colour. You're right, we haven't mentioned that here. I've seen that talked about. Correct. Yeah. So, um, Rabbi Abahu, Omar, he says, Kiru Hikrib Toidah. Somebody who is Mishamea Chosen, it's as if he's brought to Korban Toidah. Shenem, it says, Mediyim Toidah Beis Hashem. It's also in the same pasuk that's in the Pesukim about Kol Sos and Kol Simcha. At the end there it says, Mediyim Toidah Beis Hashem. You're bringing a Korban Toidah, a Thanksgiving offering to the house of Hashem. So therefore, again, the same idea, the Mishamea Chosen Mekal, it's as if you brought a Korban Toidah to Hashem. Rav Nachim Vayitzchokoma, he says, Kiru Bona Achas Mechurva Yerushalayim, it's as if you built, rebuilt one of the dilapidated, destroyed areas of Yerushalayim. Shanaim, as it says, Kiyoshev as Shavut Ha'olet Kavarishayno Omar Hashem. Again, in that same, the same parish, the same stuck in there, it says, For I will return the captivity of the land like it was to start with, says Hashem. Again, that one's quite understandable because we say, Ish be Ishosh, Shekhinah Shri Yavinayim. If you create, if you strengthen this bond, this marriage, you're bringing the Shekhinah to their house, that's bringing one, adding one extra brick to the ultimate Beit HaMikdash, that's their little Mikdash Ma'at. From the Mikdash Ma'at you come to the true Beit HaMikdash. So again, you're bringing the Shekhinah back into the world, into his little Mikdash Ma'at. V'omar Rabbi Chalba Omar another member of his. Kol Adam Sheyesh Ba'yerashomayim. Everyone, anyone who's got Yerashomayim, Devor of Nishmoyim, his words will be listened to. Shenem, as it says, Soif Dovor HaKol Nishmoyim, at the end of the matter, HaKol Nishmoyim, everything will be listened to, Esra Elikim Yerah, the person who fears Hashem, the game. 
My cheese there called So therefore, Yerashamayim is a very, very good thing to have because then, yes, your words will be different. What shot cheese there called Ask the Gemara. That's the end of the post there. Cheese there called What called So, Amar Rabbi Lodom, Amar Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Kodesh Baruch Hu says, the whole world was created only for this person. Everyone was created just for this person. Rabbi This person is equal to the whole world. Rabbi Shimon ben Abayi, some say Rabbi Shimon ben Rabbi says, the whole world was created only as to accompany this person. To accompany this person. So, I think it's the Vilna Gaon, he says, interesting here, that's Pshat Kizeh Kodadam. There's no Machlekes here, they're saying three different things. Kodadam means, from beginning of time, to the end of time. Everything was created for this person who's got Yerashamayim. Because you've got here, it says, Kodadam Kodadam Nibra, the whole world was created in the past, that's about the past, people who exist in past generations, but for you. Then the next one is there, it says, Shokul there, can I get kuda? This person equals to the whole world in time those who are still to come, he says. And then we say, the whole world is created and it suffers for there to accompany you. Well, accompanying you can only be in your generation. So he says, you've got the past, the future, and the present. They're all there. Everything was there just for you. If you've got Yerashomayim, it's all there for you. Last member of Rabbi Chabo Marapuna. Anyone who knows his friend is, he normally gives you, he greets you, and try and beat him to it, or at the absolute least is make sure you do return his greeting, as we're going to see, you should be maximum lo shalom. Shenanah says, seek out peace for I'll tell you and peace to after. It doesn't mean just getting on well with people, it means greeting people. They're not under, and if he, let's say he greets you, but I have to say, and you don't return the greeting, Nikra Gazan. You're called a Gazan, you're stealing from him. Shenemad says, the Artem be Artem, and you have destroyed, you have burned down Hakera, the vineyard. Gezelat Te'oni, I mean, Claudius says compared to vineyard, maybe that's what he's trying to get at, but the Gezelat Te'oni Bavotecha. The Gezela of the Oni of the poor man is in your house. Says Rashi, what can you steal from a poor man? He doesn't have anything. The only thing you can steal from him is that good morning. Just to get him, to give him that sort of a uh, boost for the day, that's what you see it's stolen from him. The, the Vilna Gaon says, Gezeh Oni means Anil. The response, he said good morning to you, and you don't respond to him, Gezeh Oni, that Gezeh of returning the response, that, that's uh, to respond in kind, to Vartetha. They say this is especially important, you know, in the Moshe on Shabbat. You know, somebody wishes you good Shabbat, you know, somebody you wish people good Shabbat, and they sort of just look completely positive. So it's uh, basically you have to return, return greeting. Otherwise, it's because they have to only be more Let's go a little further because I was told yesterday because we finished uh, one or two minutes early that uh, apparently davening uh, people complain davening stuff uh, earlier. That was a knock-on effect. That's what somebody pointed out yesterday. So we'll just go one, one or two lines further. Omer Rabbi Yechonon Meshim Rabbi Yosi. Don't worry. Well, these Rabbi Yechonon says the name of Rabbi Yosi. Menayim Shachodesh Baruch Hu Mitzpalot. From where do we know that Akkadosh Baruch Hu Dabbam? Now again, not to be taken too literally, whatever this means. Shanema says, I will bring them to the mountain of my holiness. And I will make them rejoice in the house of my Tefillah. Tefillah doesn't say in their house of Tefillah. From here we see that Akkadosh Baruch Hu Dabbam. 
Ask the Gemara, my Matsi, what does that Kodesh Baruch Hu daven? Omar Azutra Batuvia Omar Rav, Yirotim Minafonai, may it be the will before me, Shiikh Bashirachamai Eskasi, that my Rachamim should quash my, uh, my mercy should quash my anger, the Algodi Rachamai Almidaytai, and my Rachamim should be, if you want, revealed, should in other words overtake, should wrap around all my midos, they're snake in bonai bimidas rachamim. No matter what mid I use, I should, it should be sort of predominantly uh, controlled with my midas rachamim. They're konislam lefimishirasadim. And then I should go, should deal with them ahead of the letter of the law. And finally, Tanya, it's been taught in a bride to Omar Abishma ben Elisha. Ta'amachasna, this is one of these Gemaras which is definitely belongs more to the esoteric world, but we'll read it and take it as a not to be understood literally. Pa'amachas, one time, Nechnasi Lakik, Teres Lifnai Veliflim, one time I went in, he was the Kain Golda, I went into the Kedesh Kedoshim to offer the Teres, Veraisi Achtiriel Parashem Tzavokos, I saw this Maloch, Shu Yeshev Akitse Rom Veneto, whether it's a Maloch, whatever it is, I saw you sitting on a high and um, elevated uh, throne, he said to me, Yishmael b'ni barchin, Yishmael my son, bless me. So I said to him, Yirot melefonecha, the same fellow. Sheyich b'shirachamecha, eskavcha, that your rachamim should quash your anger. V'yagoli rachamecha, medesecha, v'sisrayin yimbonecha, medasa rachamim, that all your traits should be controlled predominantly by the medasa rachamim. V'sikonit lam, l'pnim eshirasadin, you should go l'pnim eshirasadin, with Klad Yisrael, v'na'nea liberish Hashem. Kaviyochon nodded his head at me, or this Astrielko, the Kama, as if to agree, the Kamashon on this teaches us, Never say, well, this person gives me a bracha. Even a brick has head, this is Kaviyochon blessing Hashem, which they say obviously does not mean blessing as we think of it. It means giving Kaviyochon, giving Kayach to Hashem, because when we govern, Hashem gives Hashem, if you want the Kayach, to be able to give us all the bracha that we want. And therefore, says, don't ever cheapen, even a big house head is. You're so chashem, and somebody, some tramp gives you a bracha, never underestimate the kayak of a bracha. Here, Rabbi Hanani ben Akasha, Omer, Rota, Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch